0: best conversations podcast um my god i got a i got a legend on this thing um if if, if you're seeing it believe it it's going down <laughs> Best conversations podcast world i just want to thank everybody that's been checking in but we got a goat when we talk goats we got one in here today If you were 16, 17, like me, every day at 4 o'clock, checked in, you know what you was doing. You was watching Rap City, The Basement, Big Tigger. We got Big Tigger on Best Conversations podcast. What's happening? No, man. I'm good, man. Down here in North Carolina, man. First, before we get started, man, how how you doing, man? How's the family? No complaints.
1: Uh, Nobody really dealing with it too tough. Um, I'm happy to be still working. We're happy to be healthy. I uh, just hope that we can save our summer. I was willing to give up my spring to get back my summer. Everybody needs to calm, the hell down. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah, absolutely. I know that's right. Yeah, I, and thanks for keeping us entertained that night, man. That the uh, the uh, the lives has been uh, quite interesting. Me and me and, me and my wife has been uh, <laughs> been setting the mood very very nice for us, man. So we're gonna, we're gonna get right into it, man. Like I said, if you don't know, man, Big Tigger, he's a legend um, from doing BET Rap City to Holton 106 and Park, from doing the, the red carpet at BET to multiple other things. But uh, some people don't know Big Tigger, it all started back in the Bronx, man. Talk, talk let's, let's start there, man, in the BX, man. How, how was life growing up in BX?
1: Uh, average kid, you know, we didn't have a whole lot. We wasn't, we wasn't like, didn't have nothing broke, but we didn't have a lot. Um, parents worked really hard, went to Spelman High School, got kicked out, and then graduated from Truman High School. <laughs> um, I've been DJing and throwing parties since I was 15, uh, literally. Freshman year in high school, me and a bunch of my friends started throwing parties for kids our age. So I've had a flyer in my hand, or a microphone, or a a record in my hand, going on thirty plus years. So I mean, it's it's been kind of cool to watch it grow from where it started, which was just for fun, uh, now to uh, you know, we can make a dollar or two.
0: So you being in the in the home of hip hop in the BX, what was like some of your first thoughts and the first things you've seen of hip hop?
1: I mean, I seen people plug the DJ all the stuff up to the to the light, to the light, the street light. So we ain't not there wasn't no generators and all that. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, I've watched it from, you know, people just wanted to get outside and just have a good time, break dance. Or, you know, I've been around a long time. So I've, I've watched it evolve tremendously where you can't have block parties in the middle of the street, like that are, you know, cool to have. Versus we used to just go to the park and somebody would plug it up to a light switch. I don't know how they did it, but some ingenious person, hooked it up, and we would just be out I would just be watching it, like, oh, it was, it, it, not even knowing how special it was, just to watch it, you know, as a young, young kid, so, and then watch it just keep growing was kind of dope.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I, I remember hearing you say years ago, man, uh, KRS-One was one of your favorite MCs. Was um, was that because maybe you seen Chris around the way for being in the BX, or just mm. because of those those lyrics, man?
1: Nope, never saw Chris nowhere around the way until we got older. Um, And when I lived in Co-op City, Curtis Blow's mom used to live downstairs from our building. So we would see Curtis Blow on the block every once in a while, which was like the nuts would just show out. I mean, the whole block would just show out when that happened. But I mean, uh, KRS growing up was, you know, A, he was from the Bronx. B, he represented, you know, the epitome of lyricism. Uh, and the punchlines was crazy, his delivery was crazy, breath control was crazy and we just connected A because he was from the Bronx and I really really like locked in on his lyrical, you know, talent more than anything and he was, you know, at, I use that word during my radio show a lot, edutainment, which I got from, you know, KRS1 which is education and entertainment, so it was just, uh, like Chris, the teacher, was actually teaching while he was rapping at the same time, so it was just something that, that uh, I connected with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you, you end up to go to Maryland University.
1: Take us through your choice of choosing Maryland. Why, why Maryland? I had a uh, partial track scholarship to the University of Maryland. I used to do the long jump to triple jump, four by four relay, four by one relay, four by two relay um, in high school. So I got a partial track scholarship. It was far enough from New York, but close enough to New York. And it was paying for, they were paying for half of school. So that's why I went to Maryland. Um, you know, I was there my freshman year. I partially tore my hamstring. Uh, and at that point, you know, rehab was, you know, rehab was really difficult and tricky with that. Uh, and at that point, I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to run anymore because I was a little nervy. It might not be the same. Uh, so I was like, let me get back into DJing. I mm-hmm. mean, Because like, I hadn't really done it once I left New York or hosting parties or anything. I was like, let me try to get back into that. Got an internship at the radio station in D.C., uh, WPGC ninety five point five where i started as an intern and then i did overnight and, and then i became you know six to ten all things WPGC for the longest so that's kind of where it started oh
0: yeah absolutely so most people don't if you're old enough to remember b t was in d c back back then that mm-hmm. was like the the hub um talk about talk about um how the from being in d c to b t like what, what was that transition like? Did you have to like do any intern and anything?
1: No, nah, I, I literally was on the radio at night, 6 to 10 p.m. They gave me a call and was like, we need a younger voice to do stuff for like Teen Summit, you know, like the Snickers joint, like Teen Summit's being brought to you by Snickers, Hungry, Why Wait? But they wanted a less grown up voice for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because I was doing nights and I was, you know, doing my thing at night, they kind of invited me down to, to, to read. So I went down, I read and that was like, Literally that was my job for the first two, three months I was there. I just come down once a week and read some liners. Hey, what's happening? Rap City's been brought to you by like and that was it. Uh and then I, but every time I was down I was like, Yo, I know y'all need to put me on camera. I know y'all wanna put me on camera and I just kept pushing people like, yo, put a, put a tickle on camera. Um, and one day uh I think uh I almost like six months they gave me my first segment it was called uh hip-hop news it was one time a week it was like two minutes i didn't care nice. I had 32 million homes could tell me nothing i was like that that's the best two minutes anybody gonna see and then uh joe moved to new york les moved to la and then i got put on as the third host because i was still in dc where BT he was at so it was me joe and les uh with, you know i learned a lot from joe i learned a lot from les uh and and uh, that's kind of where it all started and then the following year the uh the following year they were like now nah, let's just they came up with the concept of let's do the basement and i actually grew up like i literally that i lived that life like that that was that's why it wasn't hard for people to believe it because i really did that all of my high school life that was my high school <laughs> i was in a basement you know what i'm saying It was my man come uh come Mac. His basement like we was in his basement all the time, so like that even the way that that looks it looks like his basement so um it, it was a lot of fun um so
0: you know we got a lot of college college kids and other people watching that what what was your major in college Oh uh, did you do mass communications
1: nope i was uh when I first got to school I was an accounting major um i my high school in New York truman uh High schools in New York have, uh, like, focuses. They can be language and arts. They could be business. They could be science and mathematics. My school was a business school. Um, I literally graduated number one in my entire high school in accounting. Um, So I was like, oh, I guess this is what I'm going to do. So (laughs) I went to school. You know, I was like, can you make some money doing accounting? You know, pop it off. Uh, I got to school, and I was a little bored with it because everything I was learning the first couple of semesters in accounting, I'd already learned Mm -hmm. in high school um it was a little boring and i didn't know if i could sit behind a desk all my life so i switched uh i was a social psychology major i was i just wanted to work with kids i thought working with kids would be fun and challenging um and so i kind of was like back and forth it was more like a a major in accounting and a minor um but out of nowhere i got an internship at that radio station I was probably one of the brokest college students out. <laughs> they offered me a job. I think my first contract was $25,000 a year.
0: Wow. I don't know.
1: I, I left school so fast. <laughs> I, I needed a check. <laughs> I was like, I I can make it work with 25. we're gonna make it do what it do. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So Rap, so so my first memories of Rap City uh, with you, was you doing the rap radio? Um, you know you have different uh, artists coming in. Um, uh, y'all just sitting in the studio. It wasn't even It wasn't even the, the basement yet. Like you said, there'll be Le, Le, uh, Les one day, uh, Joe right. Claire one day, and, um, and then boom, it explodes. Then here comes the basement. What what year was it that the the bet ba- would it actually be, be, be-
1: ninety nine?
0: Yeah, ninety nine when it turned into the basement because that's 99. I feel like it it just changed, man. Like, everybody just, and we love Claire and we love uh, Les, but it just seemed like when, when you got there in that basement, man, it just seemed like everything changed. It was, and hip-hop was just ballooning at the time in 90, 98, wow. 99. Like, it was just going so nuts.
1: I was lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, what, what people would say were the right set of skills and the right the right focus for it because I mean the music was the music uh I didn't I didn't make the music great the music was already great um the concept was dope it was it was realistic then the booth thing I mean the booth was just something I mean I've been again 15 (laughs) DJing MCing DJ beatboxing something so I mean that was just something I I kind of did you know (laughs) like uh, and it was just, for me, it was just fun to get in there with people A, I either idolized or people that, you know, just for the challenge of it all. So uh, the booth segment really kind of set the show apart from all the, it wasn't all the other, but, you know, from other rap shows that might be out at the time. And the fact that, you know, we here we were in, in my mama's basement, really with the best of the best, like, flowing. So that kind of really set the show apart. Yeah, it, 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 it was crazy.
0: Um like at what point did, did did the producers or anybody come to you or was it your idea to say, Hey man, you should go in there and rhyme with these cats as well. Cause you know, cause you know, back in the day with, uh, yo MTV raps, you would just kind of just hear like, you know, the MCs would rap, you know, here and there on there. But you, man, you was holding your own in there with, with those guys, man. Who who idea was that? Uh,
1: well, so you gotta go. So on the radio in DC, I was doing night. Okay. Uh, and the story goes, I had gotten a hold of How High before How High came out with Red and Method Man. Okay. So I called Kevin Lyles and, at Def Jam and was like, yo, I got this early edit of How High. Can I play it tonight? Kev was like, no, don't play it yet. It ain't supposed to be out. How'd you get that? I was like, don't worry about it. And I was like, he was like, nah, just hold on to it till next week. So the same night, my competition played the song, and I was hot. <laughs> I was hot. I called and was like, yo, you told me not to play the song. Yo, they played the song, blah, blah, blah. Now I can't lie. I'm looking like I ain't got the juice. Da, da, da. Kevin Lyles and Michael Kaiser from Def Jam put Redman and Method Man on the plane the next day and flew them from New York to D.C., and we world-premiered the song on the radio. Mm -hmm. like, like the next day. And then afterwards, uh, funk regulated CeeLo was my DJ on the show. Like after that, like people knew, people around the station knew that I, you know, rhymed a little bit. Like there was just, we had at least a 25 minute live on the radio freestyle session with B, Redman, and Method Man. And I still have it on cassette. (laughs) So, but so after that happened, like people kind of like, okay, Tinker really, you know, did it up. So when the show started, uh, the show started, they were like, yeah, the, you know, the booth, did it up, we had an empties round, something. It was first supposed to be every once in a while I would rhyme. That was the first concept about it. And then I, I just kept going in there. was so the very first Rap Rhapsody, the basement was Red Man and Messy Man. So they already knew what it was. So it was like instantaneous. Like, kaboom, let's go. Um, so, I, I mean, it, they had the concept, you know, um, Stephen Hill and Craig Henry came up with the concept. I just molded the concept to what I actually grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's why it felt so realistic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was times when we'd be like, yo, is Big Tigger Mama really up there? Like, you know what Mama I mean? I like, was cooking. Cooking, <laughs> like, it, 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 it was crazy, man. And, and so, like, like the best of the booths, like, you know, like it eventually became a staple in hip hop. You come in, you come to the basement, you rap, mm-hmm. and you want to get best of the booth. Like one of Luda's, Luda's <laughs> memorable lines is like one, of only the, one of the only MCs that got best of the booth twice or three times. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just became, that's what it was, man. In those, in those early days and some of those early MCs, man, Um, who, who what, what were some of the MCs that kind of shocked you in the beginning, that you maybe wasn't a believer, but you know, by the time the show ended, they, they got in the booth. You was like, okay, this guy's the truth.
1: Um, I think there weren't many people that surprised me. Um, I kind of had a good idea where people were going with it, like mm-hmm. if you were dope or not. Um, there are some people I might have came for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, there's, I mean. It it was it was entertaining. It was fun to do. And I would always tell people, listen, you ain't gotta come on top of your head. You gotta sell records. Do whatever makes you look good. I'ma do me, do you. Like I like I don't feel no kind of way about it. You gotta do what's gonna make you look right.
0: <laughs> take take us behind the curtain just a little bit. Now, did these guys do some of some of that stuff in one take or did you have to do several takes sometimes?
1: Most of the time, so early on they used to let them do it over Mm -hmm. and then after a while the producers as they evolved was like, there there is no doing it over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There's no doing it. You get it right. If you were an A-lister and you wanted to do it over, okay, maybe. But if you were an A-lister, because we, we also had a, a, a time schedule to shoot. Right. We had to be done by a certain time, blah, blah, blah. So, um, Again, it, you'd have to be really dope, or something that happened to really go wrong, wrong for us to do it over. We got one shot. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> Let's get it. So
0: one one of the uh, more memorable ones I remember from the early days was the LL Cool J on the toilet. Man, like he just he just snapped. He was going at Jamie Foxx, cannabis, all that. Do you, Do you remember? Do you remember that one?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I remember him pulling. He, he was in the booth. I remember he said, I'm about to do something wild. And I was like, what you about to do? So he literally <laughs> was like, it came on. I remember him scrunching his jeans down. I remember him sitting on the toilet, grabbing the microphone over like this. I was like, yo, no, you're not. <laughs> he was like, he was basically shitting on him. So, I mean, it was dope. I remember that. That one, that one uh, Rap City, The Basement" with Elephant Man, Buju and Bobby Kondo's special. Um, I, re- I had... No desire to go after Jay Z. I just let Jay Z go. (laughs) Gonna play myself. Yeah,
0: and Uh, and last time he had Jiggle on there before he retired, Jiggle was acting like he didn't want to get in there. And I was like, Yo, I'm I'm sitting back, I'm sitting back, we at my TV like a fan. I'm like, Yo,
1: make him get in the booth. Don't even play with it. Make Jay get in the booth. So I mean, like, it's one of them things. Like, what I've come to understand is, it is for some people and it's not for some people. I mean, there's pressure to do everything in life, but you got to do whatever's going to make you, you know what I'm saying? This, this, this is definitely about money. It is a musical business. You can hold your, you puff up your chest all you want to, but if you if you play yourself in there, you might mess <laughs> around. and in these days and times, yo, if there was a booth right now, the viral part of it would be crazy. <laughs> I
0: mean, so you become a prestige journalist in this day and me personally i always enjoyed rap city but some of the knock that some people would say back in the day was uh big tigger's in there laughing and joking with him that he's not asking the hard questions like what what do you what did you what do you say to some of those people back then
1: well i wasn't i was in charge and not in charge there was producers and sometimes artists specifically said to producers we don't want to talk about xyz and because the network had friendly relationships with most of these artists, that's what it was. The laughing part I was enjoying myself in front of 72 million homes every day, two hours a day. I ain't had a, what was I supposed to be mad about or well, scout? I was having a good goddamn time. I don't care if people say I laugh too much. I, I thought that was a stupid assessment. I'm laughing too much. Fool. Right. <laughs>
0: And 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 then and then you know the, the haters, you know, the star in the Buckwilds felt like you know, you was, you know, just you know, acting, you know, just too nice. But as a fan, man, I enjoy I enjoyed every minute, every second of Rap City, man. I I, I didn't I didn't care, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean anyway it was a different age then, man. We didn't, you know, outside of the videos or you didn't really know much about artists unless you was reading the source magazine. So, right. You know, it was really, I mean, the, nothing
1: the, much to pull times are definitely different. We tried to, you know, I, again, I would, I wasn't like if, if we, it'll be really hard to do right now, but if, even if we did it right now there, I, I pride myself on asking tough questions in a way not to make people defensive. I know how to ask you stuff without, you know what I'm saying? You could go for somebody's neck, but then what's the point in all of that? You ain't gonna get the answer that you really wanna get. Um, at the same time, you know, that was probably the greatest hip hop musical era there was. Maybe not monetarily, because there's just more money to go around and things like that, but it, it was a really, really great time. What a time to be alive, to be <laughs> like I, that. I, mean, I,
0: was, I was, so I graduated high school in 2003. So I, I'll, really from ninety nine to oh four. Well I think he was on the basement to like oh four, 05-ish.
1: oh five
0: ish. 05. Yeah, that was like my favorite greatest time of hip hop, man. The mm. the South was on this rise. Your Maryland um your Maryland uh won the championship I think in like oh one. So I know you was hyped about that. Oh, 02, shout out to Juan Dixon. That was my yeah. dad, Baxter. Um uh, man it was just just so crazy man. Um, before we continue, man, talk about that. The One of the most viral clips in the booth to me was when Cameron did his, the, what Counting a, the money. The, the counting the money, man. What, what, man, what was that like seeing that? My,
1: I mean, my twin cousin, Killer, set out Cam.
0: Yeah, man, y'all I mean, did the Kelly video together? I
1: mean, every, every, every moment, there were lots of moments in there that was special. Um, and... And you knew they were going to be special even before they came on. And watching, you know, just and he was just so nonchalant about it, which made it dope. Right. And you know, there were there were just different moments, and that was definitely one of them. A lot of people talk about Little Wayne's verse. Uh, a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, me and Luda. Me and Luda had three epic wins. Like, epic. Yeah, like every win. time, every time you and Luda got in there together was like Luda used crazy. to push me. Like that time he was like, "I'ma kidnap free and hold up for ten, whatever, 10,000. and so he was like, "Bring 10,000. And I, I immediately picked up on that and and folded it into my freestyle right after. You um, said
0: so, I'm gonna need more than ten, man. I man, man some days I just bench watch, uh, you know, effort <clears throat> and boost, man. I just, I just wish, you know, rap. I just wish rap city, you know, BT's doing the BT plus. I just wish it could just put all
1: that stuff on the app man it's, it's well they can't put the old ones up because there's a there's a clearance thing with whatever beat we rhymed over i heard that before mm-hmm. um they'd have to clear all the music all over again which i don't know if that's going to cost um i'd have put it out myself <laughs> um but at the same time um you know I, it's not not back on because of me i've offered my services more than once or twice or 200 times that i was like if y'all want to do it we can do it but it got to be done right <laughs> you know like i'm not going to do it just to be doing it. um for some reason they just are uninterested with revitalizing it or bringing it back
0: mm. Get at Come on Viacom. So the transition to 106 in part, was that because of the, the, the departure of Free and AJ or?
1: Well, it was two parts to it. I was coming off of the basement and Luda, for all, all the dope, Luda's kind of the reason. Luda started the change of Rap City. Uh, Luda had, was his fourth time on the show. Luda was like, I don't want to go in the booth. He was like, there's nothing we and you can do in there that's going to be better than the last three times. And I was like, okay. And that made a light bulb go off in like the building. Oh shit, like we had six years. Most TV shows, if to get syndication, you got to make seven. So we had reached like the shelf life, like seven years is a healthy, sustainable run for a TV show. Um, so I also was concerned about being typecast as just a hip-hop guy i knew i could do more than just hip-hop and i was like i want to do other stuff than just hip-hop because i can um uh, and then so they were talking about switching up rap city uh and then free and aj left and i had i had i had another show with melissa ford at the time BET access mm-hmm. i was still doing BET uncut You're lucky they were like standing next to melissa ford that and so- then uh, they were like, when they left, they were like, well, so you got the most experience, you know, most well-polished, like, take over. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, it was like, all right, it was like being like, say you're playing football and the quarterback went down. I was like, hmm. you up. Well, I was like, I just looked at it as an opportunity for me to do exactly what I said I wanted to do, show people I was more than just a hip-hop guy. Because that was, for all the people who love Rap City, 106 Apart was the show.
0: <laughs> that was part that was part of my life talk about the chemistry of you and Jalissa of learning of learning your chemistry uh because she she did a show like three o'clock or something like that i think before your show uh the center or something like that back in the day so, right yeah and uh so talk talk about the chemistry of you you and Jalissa.
1: it was just i mean we it was it took a, a little bit of time but she, you know, to her credit you know, Jaleesa was like, "Look, I'm the new person. You the OG. You've been doing this for years. Like, you know, I'll follow your lead." And you know, she had a lot of personality and she was dope in her own way. But she she kind of would be like, "Yo, okay, like, I'm, you know, let's let's go get it. Let's get at it." Like, so it it took a little bit of time of us learning each other's nuances, but we had a lot of fun. I I enjoyed working with Jaleesa. Tons of fun. What, was you was you
0: surprised or, or or that you know Rap City didn't kind of feel the same after you left? You know they they tried several hosts, uh, Mad Links, uh, Jay Nicks, uh those guys. Was you surprised? I wasn't surprised.
1: I wasn't surprised because they didn't hand it off right. Right. I should have been like, Yo, I'm out. Here's my little cousin. Rock with my little cousin. Right. Blah 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 blah. blah they took me off and like, I think a week or two later, they was like, new rap city, new O's. And and you know, Mad Link's was just so far different. Right. It 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 was like. As a fan, as a fan, it just didn't feel the same. It wasn't, it wasn't that that he was not good or anything. Right. It was just so different. Right. It was like all of a sudden they changed the the ingredients.
0: Right. I mean, you, you did, you did get a, a send off, uh, "Quote unquote," when when you know uh, Patty Labelle, bless her, yeah, came, came down for the for the last episode, but you know it just it just didn't it just didn't feel right. Uh, you know I didn't know nothing about Mad Links at all, but you know it was just it was just different. So it was just like, man, I don't know how much Rap City is gonna gonna last, but you
1: know. I mean, I, again, it was one, two, three hosts after me. Yeah, and it, it and in two years I think it was over. Yeah, I, I don't feel no, again, I, I I thank everybody who watched the show. I think everybody who supported me. I feel very blessed to have been a part of the fabric of hip-hop over that period of time. That I haven't been on that show in over 14 years. There is not a day, and I mean a single day, that goes by to someone has to say bring back Rhapsody. For me not to have been on that show for 14 years, and like literally every day someone says it either in a comment or in passing, so you need to bring back, thing back. Uh, is is truly a testament to the to the strength of that show, and how how important it was. So, I, I tell people all the time: if I die tomorrow and I left that 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 piece of that fabric for the for the cloth of of the culture, I'm good.
0: It's
1: crazy. Mm-hmm. So eventually, um, I do not stop you. I got like two more minutes. <laughs> my bad. Go ahead. It's, it's
0: all good. Well, um well Tig, man, I, I really appreci I really appreciate your time, man. Man, uh you you've been you've been in my life, man. And and did it positive as well. You know, I mean There was never no crazy scandals or anything like that. I mean
1: Thank you, like Jesus. That.
0: <laughs> set 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 out to be a role model or anything like that, but just seeing you on that tube as a as a young African American I was at that time seeing you do it, man. And that's what even gives me the courage to want to do these interviews and podcasts like that. So truly um, from the best conversations, podcast family, thank you first off. And I got to say, super, thank you for, for doing this, man. This is, you have made my year. You have made my (laughs) life.
1: (laughs) Well, I I appreciate the love. Uh, Again, shout out to anybody who ever watched the show, who ever had it on VHS. If you just now, if you're young and you're watching it on YouTube, Uh, Take the history lesson, uh, apply it wherever you need, Uh, but shout out to Rap City, this is the 30, 30, 30, wait a minute, let me get this right, 30, (laughs) 31st anniversary, Rap City started in 1989, and I came on in 99, well 98, so, but 2020 is the 31st anniversary And the one thing that I will say, I was really disappointed that it's the 25th anniversary and the 30th anniversary. Rap City didn't do anything. I mean, B.P. didn't do anything to salute Rap City. I was really disappointed in that.
0: Yeah, man. It's sad, man. But uh, thank you, thank you again, Tig. Is there any anything anything you need to plug the the people with before you get up out of here? Pull up
1: on the Tig at Big Tigger Show all social media. I'm on uh, V103 Monday through Friday in Atlanta, two to six p.m. If you're not in Atlanta, Radio.com is the app. It's free. You can listen to me wherever your phone is. If you're at the crib, ask Alexa. She'll pull up on the Tig too. <laughs> uh, official Atlanta Hawks DJ. Uh, I'm. I gotta find out if I'm going to be DJing for the Falcons this year. Um, and if you have time and you have, uh, wherewithal, please, uh, in and, free money or time, uh, visit this website, the number four, H-O-S-E-A.org. Uh, Hosea helps. Uh, we do a lot with homeless people and, you know, getting people who need help here in Atlanta. I would love for you to, I'm on the board of directors, uh, with that particular, uh, foundation, uh, shout out to the Omalami family and the Williams family. Um and BigTigger.com. dot com. Go get you a rap city razy t shirt. You did. We'll do
0: that. Thank you. Thank thank you again, man. Be- before before you get out of here, Tig, just one last thing. Can you just just give a plug to uh best conversations podcast, and that's and that's it. Ready? Yes, sir. Yo,
1: what's happening? It's your man, Big Tick, doing big things. You checking out the best? Say it again.
0: B E S S best best conversations
1: podcast. Best conversations podcast. Three two. Hey, what's happening? It's your man, Big Tigger, doing big things. And you checking out the Best Conversations podcast. You dig? Thank you, Ticket. All right, folks. <laughs> Thank you.